0: It's the Burt Cohen Show. the dream go on? What happened to the dream? Money has really infected our Republican form of government, republic of the people. And uh, there's been great concern, probably not enough concern about the role of money in politics. People have been talking about it for a long time. It seems to have gotten infinitely worse as time has gone on. Uh, But I don't know. There's been a lot of frustration. What can we do about money and politics? Is it something we just have to live with and have our government taken over by the plutocrats and, you know, a Republican form of government destroyed? Nobody is giving up. We are not giving up. That is for sure. And I'm very pleased to have with us Uh, The uh, spark behind a new movement to do something about money and politics. Very creative. I would expect nothing less. We are, as far as I know, of no relation. Ben Cohen, American businessman, activist, and philanthropist. Ben Cohen, thanks for being with us. Good to be with you, Bert. Of course, everybody knows you from Ben and Jerry's co-founder... Ben Cohen. Uh, in 2012, he helped launch the Stamp Stampede campaign to. Sta- well, he'll tell us about it in a minute. I want to quote one of my uh, former guests on the show, and I hope to have him back again. Uh, Elias Iskwith said If the reform movement kicked off by Citizens United ultimately gets results, future scholars may view Ben Cohen's work in politics. As more important to American history than his co-creation of the company that brought us all Cherry Garcia and so many other <coughs> excuse me great flavors. Well, again, thanks for being with us. Uh, the fundamental he has Ben Cohen has said the fundamental principle of one person, one vote has been distorted by the influence of big money. It really has been, and he's teamed up with uh, Progressive Democrats of America to end the system of legalized bribery and stamp big money out of politics. Well, Ben Cohen, again, thanks for being with us on the Burt Cohen Show. What is the Stamp Stampede? Well,
1: first of all, let me say that uh, I was uh, honored to hear uh, that quote about, uh, but, you know, saying that the Stampede is going to be more important than cherry garcia is a pretty high bar
0: that's true you're right about
1: that uh but i i will do my best (laughs) and uh you know the stampede is a part of the much larger movement uh to get money out of politics to overturn citizens united uh to pass uh both legislation on the state and national levels and to pass an amendment to the Constitution that essentially says corporations are not people and money is not free speech, and therefore, uh, corporations uh, can no longer be permitted to spend as much money as they want to essentially buy our politicians and buy our elections. Uh, So there's many groups that are working on this. Uh, There's local groups on the municipal level that have passed, uh, 600 municipal resolutions to support this amendment. Uh, there's statewide groups, uh, that have passed, uh, resolutions in favor of the amendment, uh, in 16 states. And, uh, you know, inside the beltway groups, uh, like, uh, people for the American way and, uh, public citizen, uh, are working on it. Uh, Other groups have sprung up, like uh, Move to Amend and Free Speech for People. Uh, And they're working on lobbying, some of them lobbying inside the Beltway, some of them on organizing for the state-by-state resolutions. And the Stamp Stampede uh, supports all of them and uh we essentially help build the movement uh to get money out of politics by turning money into media uh you know if the free if the if the supreme court has said that money is free speech well we're going to make our money talk and uh we do it by uh selling rubber stamps uh we're a nonprofit organization at a low price Uh, but they're rubber stamps that say things like uh, not to be used for bribing politicians or stamp money out of politics and they're to be used on paper currency Uh, currently we have over 25,000 people around the country that are uh, stamping money and making their voice heard more and more of the stamp money is showing up uh, and you know the beauty of it is that uh when you stamp a piece of paper currency uh and then put it into circulation by buying something with it uh it gets seen about 900 times and it, you know it's an incredible megaphone uh you know the you know the the, the billionaires and corporations uh, you know they' they're, they're buying their megaphones with uh, millions and millions of dollars uh, but everybody else can use paper currency as their megaphone and hmm. you know if one person stamps three bills a day for a year, they can create a million impressions. Uh, And that's very very powerful.
0: It is a very interesting idea. So these are actual physical rubber stamps that that stamp messages on actual dollar bills, five, ten, thousand, ten thousand dollar bills. If you got them in your back pocket, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But so it's a very interesting and novel idea. Is it? Is
1: it legal? Say that again. Is it legal? Oh, it's absolutely legal. Uh you know, I'd, you know, probably half the population uh has been brought up to think that it's not legal and and that's because we've all been brought up uh you know with this idea that defacing currency is not legal. But uh if you get into the details of it and you read the actual regulation, uh what it says is that it's not legal to uh cut currency. It's not legal to uh, punch holes in it. It's not Uh legal to uh, obliterate it so that it no longer looks like money. Of course, it's not legal to change the denomination. Uh, And it's not legal to advertise your business on it. But uh, outside of that, uh, it's fair game. And uh, it's not it's not a problem. It's not an issue. It's free speech. It's it's political free speech, and that form of free speech is more protected uh, than any other form of free speech in our country.
0: So political free speech is more protected. That's interesting. That's that's actually good to hear. I guess somebody has done some some research into this. I wonder how political free speech would be defined. I I guess it's just talking about politics, and if you're using. Uh, you know, it's just like a, a billboard or something like that, but uh, it, instead of polluting the environment with with billboards, everybody uses dollar bills. Now, what do these stamps actually say on them? This what, three or four choices? Well, we have several different stamps.
1: Uh, the two, well, there's three of the most popular ones. Say so One says, Not to be used for bribing politicians. Amend the Constitution. Uh, another one says, not to be used for buying elections, amend the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one says uh, stamp money out of politics, yeah. amend the Constitution. And then we've got a couple more, one that says corporations are not people.
0: That's very good. Now, how I want to do this a few times during the show. How do people get them?
1: Uh, you just go to stampstampede.org, and there's a... Newly improved online ordering system. Oh,
0: good.
1: Uh, you know, uh, for the Christmas season, we have $5 flat rate shipping, so you buy as many as you want It's the same shipping. Uh-huh. Uh, the actual cost of the stamps is between $6.50 and $12. Uh, we have a very wide variety of uh, types of stamps. You know, I've I've learned a lot about Rubber stamps over the last couple of years, <laughs> and uh, you know it's not just all your grandfather's uh, traditional wooden rubber stamp that you hit with the ink pad anymore. No, although that is a you know a del- you know a wonderful iconic stamp, and uh, the traditional wooden stamp. It, it is ergonomically designed. It fits great in your hand. It feels really good.
0: My goodness.
1: You know, a lot of times it's nice to have that one-two punch. You know, you, you hit the, <laughs> the ink pad and then you hit the dollar bill. But now uh, uh, modern uh, stamping science has come up with the uh, self-inking stamp ah. that essentially has a ink pad that's internal in the stamp. And it's it's kind of there's a spring action, and when you're not stamping the ink pad, the 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 die, the rubber die, right. goes up and hits the ink pad, and then when you stamp, it goes down and hits the the dollar bill. That you know that makes things a lot easier. Um,
0: sure, and but
1: I, the downside to the self-inking stamp is that the uh, ink itself is water-based, and and therefore it's not waterproof. Uh, that's unlike the separate ink pad that you have on the traditional rubber stamp.
0: Well... So... Yeah. We, we, we knew you were...
1: The next innovation in rubber stamp technology is the pre-ink stamp. Now... You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, they get a little confused between self-inking and pre-inked. But your pre ink stamp doesn't use an ink pad at all, either internal or external. It uses a special uh, rubber where the ink is impregnated in the rubber, and it's good for 30,000 impressions. (laughs) And it's oil-based and waterproof. And so we've recently uh added those to our website.
0: Uh-huh. But the
1: stamp that I mean, are you interested in this? Of the, the ins and outs of stamping?
0: Well yeah, you know, I, I'm impressed and, and I'm assuming that uh you probably didn't start out in life learning the ins and outs of making ice cream and then That's correct.
1: St- I've I'm learning about stamping in the same way that we learned about <laughs> ice cream, although well, not quite the same because there was a lot of eating involved in ice cream. But uh
0: oh yeah, that's yeah. True. It's
1: it's been a <laughs> tremendous education. Uh, I, I, I just want to talk about one more stamp, which is yes. one that I carry with me at all times. Okay, it's the, it's the executive model flip-out spring-loaded pocket stamp. Wow, it is the switchblade of rubber stamps. <laughs> it's so small that it fits into your pocket. You pull it out and you you slide this little button forward and it springs out and becomes a stamp and uh, you know it's it's very very cool uh, it's uh, people are very impressed when you pull your uh, executive model pocket stamp out of your pocket and and it springs into action and
0: all this is available through the website all these many different types of stamps right yeah and the I website so. once again is.
1: It's stampstampede.org. It's very and simple. And you can join the, the 25,000 people, I think it's 27,000 now around the country, that are stamping money out of politics.
0: Now, this is a, uh, shall we say, unorthodox but kosher, of course, uh, <laughs> a method of, of making political change. And Sometimes
1: we call it slightly subversive.
0: Slightly subversive. Oh my! Well, I guess the ice cream is that as well. Come to think of it, and you talk about slightly uh, subversive and and unorthodox methods of making change. Pete Seeger, I believe, had on his banjo something written, and and he was never elected to office, but he definitely influenced, uh, uh you know, issues and politics in the twentieth century. How did? Pete Seeger inspire you uh with his banjo.
1: Well, I think uh the the message that he has written along around the outside of his the perimeter of his banjo was uh this machine surrounds injustice and causes it to surrender.
0: Uh-huh. And, yes. Uh, mm, good.
1: I was just um you know, so impressed with the way that Pete Seeger took the the talent that he had and used it for social justice. Uh and, and you, he, know, in, you know, in some small way that's what we were trying to do at, at Ben and Jerry's, to to use the platform that we had, ice cream, and use it. For social justice, use it to try to address uh, social needs.
0: Yeah, uh, and I think that's one of the memorable and and powerful things about Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Of course, it's exceedingly good ice cream, but the 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 branding of it. People, when you say Ben and Jerry's, people know what the brand is, and it's definitely sort of if I may countercultural peace oriented' it 's not your your average corporate uh, you know just sell at all costs there's this message there there 's a sense of some uh, uh, sense of, of justice and uh, you know social activism is kind of understood about ben and jerry 's and actually i 'm trying to recall when did ben and jerry 's uh, start up in that garage up in Burlington
1: what'd you say that you were there
0: no no I wasn't there I'm asking when it started up
1: oh when it started up it started off in 1978 19 uh, Jerry and I uh, were friends from junior high school mm. and uh, we were both uh, failures at the time uh, I mm. had dropped out of about four colleges and tried to become a potter but uh nobody would buy my pottery. And uh Jerry had tried to get into medical school and he got rejected by all thirty that he applied to.
0: Ooh, that hurts.
1: So oh. we were saying, uh, we're not getting anywhere uh you know, we're maybe we should try starting our own business. And um There it goes. That's that's how it was, that's how it happened. It, I mean we just started as a little homemade ice cream parlor in an old gas station. We didn't really plan on becoming anything more than that. Yeah, and it's... But, what... you know, we happen to be located in, in Burlington, Vermont, you know, an hour and a half south of the Canadian border, and it's pretty cold here in the winter, and uh, yeah. and there aren't that many people who live in Vermont. And So when the winters came around, we had to try to find a way to sell ice cream, and we started wholesaling it to... Uh, Restaurants and uh, and then the distribution costs of getting it to the restaurants were killing us, and so we decided to try to pack it into pint containers uh, uh-huh. to sell it to the little mom and pop stores that we were passing on the way, and that that really took off, and uh, that was the beginning of the Ben & that we know today.
0: And I do find that that oftentimes people. T- their lives take directions that are unexpected. People, you know, may may be focusing on one thing, and then something else kind of happens along. Uh, I think John Lennon said something like, "Life is what happens to you while you're busy making other plans," and then boom, here it is, and it's a, a monstrously huge success. And again, it's a, it's a great brand. It, it really is, and people, y- you have some. You know, international credibility from, from that ice cream, and now you're doing the uh, the stamp stampede. And I, I love that you called it a petition on steroids or monetary jujitsu. And people, you know, it's not to to denigrate the idea of uh, clicking something on, on Facebook or whatever, a petition, but this is something a bit uh, more powerful than that. Why do you call it a petition on steroids or monetary jujitsu? What does that mean?
1: Well, it's monetary jujitsu because it's using money to get money out of politics. So we're using the power of money against money in politics. Uh, and it's a petition on steroids because, you know, normally the only way that's available to, to most people to make their voice heard in the political process is to sign a petition or or. Click on a petition right, as it's right. become now, yes, and the reality is that you know if you 're lucky, the target of the petition sees sees it once uh, and and then that 's it it's ah, over uh-huh. and uh, and and the other reality is that nowadays that it 's become so easy and ubiquitous yeah. to click on a petition the power yes. of those petitions is going down. Yeah, it's really demand. And uh, so the beauty of making your voice heard by stamping money is that it's a very public petition. It's a very open petition. It's not just, it's more like an open, uh, you know, letter to the, to the person that, you know, might be published in the newspaper. It's very, very open. So millions of people see it. And that adds a whole lot more power. And, And what it does is that as more and more people see this stamped currency, it starts giving them the idea that, wow, there's lots of other people that support this. And Yeah, it is hard to amend the Constitution, but maybe it really is possible because, you know, the reality is that the political process does respond to overwhelming public demand. And if you can create a visual representation of that overwhelming public demand, Congress does respond. Uh And the beauty of this form of this visual representation of overwhelming public demand is that it's very lasting. Every bill you stamp Uh, lasts for two and a half years. You know, the average life expectancy of a $1 bill is five years in circulation, and we estimate that, you know, the average bill that somebody stamps is halfway through its lifetime. So it's going to be out there for two and a half years, and the impression is cumulative with all the other stampers that started stamping two and a half years ago, and the stampers that are going to be stamping two and a half years from now. And um, so it's, uh, it's just an amazing way for the grassroots uh, to make their voice heard.
0: And it's interesting with the Instant communications these days that are just so so radically different from anything before, something as simple and tangible as this as as you mentioned those those online petitions the the target of the petition sees it once boom that 's gone, but constantly seeing this over and over and over again, and imagine you know people uh, politicians uh, members of Congress seeing these more and more and more often it 's it's very powerful so in a way it's sort of you know old uh technology a stamp and a dollar bill but it's it's working its way through getting through the clutter communication you know that in political advertising working through the clutter is a very very difficult thing to do because people are barraged with messages all the time and this is a very, very unique way to do it. But there must have been other people. I, did, did you think of this by yourself, or were there other people involved in other organizations?
1: I stand on the so on the shoulders of giants. Uh, <laughs> you know, the,
0: <laughs> as do we all. The
1: biggest and most long lasting money stamping campaign uh, in history is where's George, uh, and that is a money stamping project that began about uh, 15 years ago and it's essentially uh, a game and uh, what someone who participates in Where's George what they do is that they they stamp a dollar bill and the and the stamp says this is the uh, it says where'sgeorge.com money tracking project Uh, track where, uh, see where I've been, track where I go. And uh, so somebody, anyone who stamps, who puts that stamp on a bill, they go online and they register the serial number of each bill they stamp. And so then when somebody finds one of those bills and decides to go online and report it, they report that serial number, and when they do that, they get a history of where that bill has been uh, around the country, where it was spotted in its travels uh, around the country, and it's you know, and the and the people that participate in Where's George, they they kind of compete on who can get the most bills spotted, uh, who's got the the highest hit rate. Uh, which is the percentage of bills that you've stamped that get cited uh who's gotten bills cited in in all fifty states um, things like that uh-huh. so uh you know i've I've gotten to know the the Where's George guys and i've uh talked with them and you know we exchange uh stamping uh <laughs> what stamping information and stamping knowledge
0: uh-huh.
1: and, and then there was during the during uh Occupy Wall Street, uh there was uh a guy named Ivan Cash, interestingly huh. enough, a designer uh who lives in uh, California who started Occupy George and he came up with some some really well designed and creative stamps that uh that essentially transformed uh, dollar bills into
0: um,
1: infographics that Mm -hmm. demonstrated the economic disparity in our country.
0: If you just tuned in to the Burt Cohen Show, our guest today is Ben Cohen, no relation that I know of, of Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream, of course. And we're talking about the new Stamp Stampede campaign to stamp messages on uh, the nation's currency in support of passing a constitutional amendment to get money out of politics. And you talked a little bit about uh, Occupy Wall Street. and. While one of the things that I thought Occupy Wall Street was so successful in, and throughout the anti-war movement of the 60s, street theater is extremely important because it captures the imagination of people. It stops, it gets people's attention, and the Occupy Wall Street certainly did not achieve all of its goals, not at all. But everybody knows what Occupy Wall Street what that phrase means, people know what 1% means now. So it changed the narrative, which is, I think, really important in, in moving history and changing history. What uh, Was there anything about Occupy Wall Street, in particular, this movement that was inspirational to this new Stamp Stampede movement and perhaps part of a long, great American tradition of, of street action, street theater?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, the Stampede was most definitely uh, an outgrowth of uh, Occupy Wall Street. Uh, I was involved in that movement. and uh, You know, as you said, uh, early on, uh, in the first few weeks of Occupy Wall Street, they succeeded in doing, for virtually no money, what Uh, I don't know, 20 or 30 different national organizations had been trying to do for 10 or 20 years uh, with gobs of money, which was to get the issue of economic disparity and income inequality and wealth inequality into the public debate. And, you know, I mean... I've worked with those other organizations. I support those organizations i you know they're doing great stuff, but they were not able to do it yeah. and Occupy Wall Street did it in in two or three weeks
0: uh, and it hasn't been the same since
1: what what so what i what I was feeling during that time was that you know. There were tens of billions of people around the country that were sympathetic and supported what Occupy Wall Street was doing in terms of that issue of income disparity and economic disparity, and uh, I felt that it was really important for the people around the country to be able to express their support in a visual way, and... The method that I came up with was stamping money, uh, because that's something that anybody can do anywhere, anytime. Uh, they don't have to go to a demonstration. They don't have to occupy a park. They don't have to go to some meeting, and uh, and it's and it's incredibly effective. It gets passed around the country. It gets seen. So that was how the idea started to develop and then as occupy wall street uh continued on and it started to get less focused and people that were protesting anything and anything came to be associated with occupy wall street i felt it was really necessary to to focus and to to limit uh you know the messages and i was looking for a common denominator in the the list of demands, the list of grievances that mm-hmm. Occupy Wall Street came up with, and I felt like the the thing that was most in common to to all the issues was this issue of money in politics. That it was money in politics that was driving, uh, you know, in, environmental degredi- degradation. It was money in politics that was driving. Financial deregulation, it was money in politics that was driving usurious student debt rates, uh, you know, money in politics that was keeping us from having a decent national healthcare system or a decent national energy policy. And so, that's what I started trying to focus on.
0: And you're right, it seems to me, you know, we, we discuss many, many different issues here on the Burt Cohen Show, and virtually everyone goes back to the problem of money in politics. And having that visual, there's, there's nothing quite like visuals uh, in this society, in American society, to capture people's attention and capture the imagination. And it must be a good feeling to, you know, if you stamp it, you can do it in the comfort of your own home, and it goes out there and just uh, builds and builds and builds. And uh, there's there's so much to this, and you know, I wonder if amending the Constitution is the only way to deal with this. As we all know, amending the Constitution is a very big deal. You talk about heavy lifting for a long period of time. And back in the early 70s, there's the Equal Rights Amendment. Very simple, obviously fair. Even that one failed. Ben Cohen, is a constitutional amendment the only way to, to adequately address the uh, you know, horrible Citizens United decision?
1: best way. It's the best way and the most long-lasting way. And, and, you know, something that we ought to keep in mind is that uh, this effort now to, to amend the Constitution to get money out of politics is the first amendment movement that's happened since the Internet, since the dawn of the oh, Internet interesting. age. And that changes the calculations that really makes it a lot easier uh, to organize an amendment campaign. And that's why it's been going so well. So, uh, I mean, we had uh, a vote on this amendment on the floor of the Senate. Yes. And, uh, you know, 54 senators voted in favor. Uh, It wasn't enough, of course, but, I mean, just to have a vote on the amendment on the floor of the Senate this early in the campaign is a tremendous uh, victory and a, and a tremendous milestone.
0: Yeah, it really is. So,
1: so but but uh, so, like I say, that's the that's the best solution long term. But along the way, there is uh, there is legislation that can be that it's available on the municipal level on the state level and on the federal level uh... to 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 improve the situation humongously and uh... a piece of legislation like that was just passed in november in uh... tallahassee and uh... there is uh... the new york city has uh... a piece of public financing Legislation that's been in effect for several years, that's been very effective. Uh, Various states, Arizona and uh, Maine come to mind, uh, have very effective campaign finance laws. And there are campaign finance laws that have been introduced in Congress but have uh, have not been passed. Uh, And most of those laws, the way they get around the Supreme Court decision is that uh, the politicians need to opt into them. And the program that they opt into is, uh, I will uh, refuse to accept uh, large donations uh, because I'm opting into a public financing system whereby... The small donations that I get, you know, up to $100 or $200, are matched uh, six to one by, you know, whichever government is involved, the state government or the municipal or the federal. And that that has worked.
0: So the money could be there. Now, there must be, I imagine opposition to this. I mean, maybe they haven't taken it too seriously, because the 1% that has, you know, really owned the government and has, you know, bought uh, various different candidates uh, through the years. Most recently, here in New Hampshire, where it's coming from, uh, we there was a Republican candidate, Scott Brown, who, it didn't matter what state he was from, he was a a very effective, luckily he didn't win, robot, working for and and controlled by uh, the few and powerful special interests, the good old Koch brothers and others like that. And that's really a problem, whereas, you know, they're supposed to serve uh, the constituents, the people who elect them. And because of campaign financing, because they have to buy TV time, which is very expensive, and they buy tons of it, they depend on on this money. And so they're not working as much for, for you and me. They're working for the big, powerful, you know, greedy. I mean, not every wealthy person is that greedy. A lot of people want to pay fair taxes and have, you know, government of, by, and for the people. But there are those interests that uh, that just feel like, hey, a plutocracy is okay. Government of, by, and for the very rich only and nobody else. And I wonder about the arguments against it, Ben. You know, we all treasure our right of free speech. It's extremely valuable to us. And Let's face it, money is needed to buy TV, airtime, and radio as well, to get that speech heard. What about the money is speech argument? There, there are many people, or interests, I should say, I suppose, who, who feel like, well, yeah, money is the same as speech. What's your response to that?
1: Well, I mean, the the example of free speech that we all learned about in elementary school is that anybody can stand up on a soapbox in a park and say whatever they want. Yes. Uh, When you start saying that money is free speech, essentially what you're saying is that somebody with a lot of money can buy the biggest sound amplification system in the world and get up there and talk, and, and you're saying, well, and, and the other guy who doesn't have a sound amplification system, he can get up there and talk, too. But the reality Nobody's is that the here. only guy who gets heard is the guy with the big amplifier. And So that's not free speech. That's money. There's, money is not free speech. There's a big difference between the two. I mean, if you start saying, you know, everybody's got a voice. You know, everybody's got a, a larynx, at least most of us. Right, uh, but not everybody has money, and that's the difference. So the Constitution said that everybody's got a voice; everybody's voice is equal. It did not say that uh, the, the 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 essentially the only voices that should be heard are those that are amplified by money.
0: Well, that's that's very clearly put. I appreciate that because some people, you know do wonder about that. And the the uh, Citizens United decision, that was, I'm, I'm forgetting when that was, just what, five, six, seven years ago, something like that?
1: Something like that.
0: Yeah. And the Supreme Court justices who approved the Citizens United decision, you call them a radical group of activist judges who have perverted the Constitution. You know, it's it's fascinating to me because the, 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 the word activist judges, activist justices is something that the right wing use against uh, people who are not right wing. Uh, how, how is it? And, and the right wingers, I cannot call them, uh, uh, you know, conservatives because they're not conserving anything. They're certainly not conserving the principles of the Constitution. They're just right wing. They... they basically despise activist justices. And they say that, oh, these right-wingers on the Supreme Court that approve Citizens United are anything but activist uh, justices. They're just preserving the Constitution. Why do you call them a radical group of activist justices who have perverted the Constitution?
1: Well, essentially because they've said that money is free speech. And You know, this country was based on the idea of one person, one vote. Right. Not one dollar, one vote. And uh, what they... uh, Saying that uh, money is free speech gives power to the wealthy, uh, those that have money. And uh, that would be... Corporations and uh, extremely wealthy individuals, mostly of whom got their wealth through corporations. Yeah. Uh, And that's not what the Constitution or the Bill of Rights uh, was supposed to be about.
0: Yeah, it is pretty amazing this uh, group of uh, radical activist Supreme Court justices. And one of the things that, of course, bugs me, and I'm guessing you too, Ben Cohen, is that uh, when people vote for for presidential candidates, whoever thinks about their Supreme Court nominees. But that is so, so important because the Supreme Court nominees go well past a presidential term. A president is limited to two terms, but the Supreme Court goes on and on and on. Um, And this... This stamping idea, I can imagine some people say some more, uh, shall we say, pragmatic or centrist uh, uh, polit- people who who get involved in electoral politics would say, oh, this is silly, just stamping dollar bills with a message. How, how can this really be effective? What would you say to them?
1: Well, you know, I mean, a lot of these politicians that uh, run for office, they're putting out a lot of bumper stickers and a lot of lawn signs. Oh yes. Uh, and uh, why? Why isn't that silly? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, what we're doing is we're we're making our views known. We're making our views public. The, you know, I mean, the, it it I I guess you could call it uh, a, form a form of protest. It's a form of protest. It's a form of petition. Uh Uh, people make their views known by uh, uh, demonstrating. Uh, They make their views known with signs. They make their views known with T-shirts. They make them known with bumper stickers. Uh, You know, people who have money, they make their views known with billboards, uh, television ads, (laughs) newspaper ads. And this you is know, this. This is another form of making your view known. It just so happens that it's free.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: free, and that this is a form of making your view known. That happens to circulate all over the United States from one place.
0: Yeah, and I, I have to say, you talked about standing on the shoulders of giants back in the late '60s. People like. Abby Hoffman uh, knew about this and, and helped create a movement from nothing, no money at all. Uh, nominating a pig for president uh, communicated the message with no money at all. And, you know, th- there are creative ways to do this. Uh, again, if you just tuned in, our guest today on the Bert Cohen Show is Ben Cohen. Again, no relation that I know of. It's a great last name, though. Co-founder of the ice cream company Ben & Jerry's. And we're talking about... Uh, Uh, The Stamp Stampede campaign to stamp messages on the nation's currency in support of uh, passing a constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United and reduce the influence of private corporations on politics and help restore a Republican form of government. And let's hear that website again if people want to get the stamps, and then we'll go back to some discussion.
1: It's stampstampede.org stampstampede.org, and i got to tell you, you know, it is the holiday season. Yes. And what better stocking stuffer could there be than
0: Uh a stamp
1: stampede stamp? Uh Uh-huh. I mean, talk about the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, this is something that somebody can use throughout the year, stamping their dollar bills. It's something that is whenever you stamp a dollar bill, it's going to spread around the country. And we're giving the gift of getting our democracy back.
0: What a concept. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> really? Uh,
1: the perfect holiday gift. I mean, you don't even have to put it in the stocking. I mean, it could be a regular gift. And, you know, I mean, they're not expensive. I mean, a minimum of six fifty, up to a maximum of $12. And, you know, I'm thinking that I ought to try to, to sweeten the pot. I I ought to. Uh I mean, it is the holiday season. I ought to give a gift to people, and you know, I haven't discussed this with my people. Uh (laughs) And I do this every now and then, and you know, it makes things harder for them. But you know, they they kind of go along with it, and I'm going to do it because what can I say? You know, you're a fellow Cohen. Yeah, it's the season. Let's celebrate. I'm going to say that for the next hundred people who go to the Stamp Stampede website and buy a stamp, we're gonna send them a free pint coupon for a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Ooh. I mean
0: Wow talk about the,
1: I'm I'm gonna assume that the next hundred people who go to the site in the next three hours are gonna be coming from your show, Bert.
0: Oh, that's and
1: so okay. that's what I'm gonna do and go th- to the site in the next 3 hours. I mean your show is going to be over, right? We're not a, we're not right. asking people to leave the show and go to the site.
0: No, it's also it plays uh, also in Concord, New Hampshire and uh WNHN and also uh in Walpole, New Hampshire which also has some pretty good ice cream. I shouldn't mention it. But uh, W-O-O-L, it's played there, too. So it'll go for uh, a few So we can
1: do it for people from New Hampshire. There you go. People who, the next hundred people who buy the stamp from New Hampshire, they're going to get a free
0: pint. That sounds wonderful. It's a good deal. Can't It's
1: wonderful. I mean, talk about whoever thought that listening to your show would get you a free pint.
0: Uh, That's true. That's it's
1: it's a beautiful thing, and you know it's interesting that it's coming out of New Hampshire because we're just in the process of gearing up our stamp stampede campaign uh, for New Hampshire. You know, for uh-huh. the the twenty for twenty fifteen, we're going to have a major effort in in New Hampshire to flood New Hampshire with stamp currency as the presidential candidates and the media who follows them are coming into town
0: oh if this can tag along with it the media loves interesting things they're all looking yeah. for different angles as you know and this is a, a great little angle and
1: yeah i've actually just bought some uh some mobile billboards and i'm uh there i'm going to be driving the first one to to manchester i think on uh the end of december i think december 28th it's showing up and it's a Giant dollar bills stamped with not to be used for bribing politicians on it.
0: Oh, fantastic. And boy, people, I could just imagine people on the streets turning their head and looking at that because, again, capturing somebody's attention, capturing the imagination, communicating quickly— and you know it, it's it's a beautiful thing, I have to say it's it's somewhat theatrical, but it, it's it's a wonderful way to do it now one thing i, I that uh, again Abby Hoffman said uh, the relationship between the right and the left is perfect. The left tends to be masochistic while the right is sadistic <laughs> <laughs> and you know what i'm i I'm concerned a little bit that You know, people have been trying to deal with Citizens United and getting money out of politics for a long time. There are a lot of different organizations, maybe too many, as as often happens at such things. The People in these organizations sometimes try to protect their turf and energy is diffused. And sometimes very little gets done. With what organizations are you working, and is there synergy? Are people working together, or are there too many organizations working on getting money out of politics?
1: I, I think there's actually quite a bit of synergy. Uh, we, you know, if you go to our website, you'll see the the different uh, groups that we've been working with on this issue. And uh, I mean, the beauty of the stampede is that we support all of them. Um, But especially in New Hampshire, we're working very closely together with uh, New Hampshire Rebellion. Uh, Excellent. They're the people who did the big walk the length of New Hampshire last January, in the middle of January, the walk across the length of New Hampshire. Some people might think it was crazy, but I was on it for a day. Uh, happily with my dog, who I attached to my belt, and she was pulling me along. I was at the head of the. So back. she helped, huh? Uh, but and this year, I, I, you know, the walk is going to happen again. You know, the 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 walk to get money out of politics in New Hampshire this year will be there'll be four separate walks coming from four different corners of New Hampshire, all converging on uh, Concord. Uh, I think, around January 21st. Uh, and, I, and I'll be joining one of those walks as well. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's great things happening uh, in terms of this movement in New Hampshire. That People for the American Way is also uh, teaming up with the New Hampshire Rebellion and Public Citizen uh, is, is as well. We've been also talking with... Uh, some other national groups like the Sierra Club and Greenpeace. These are groups that are traditionally not interested in the issue of money in politics, but they have recently made mm-hmm. the statement that, you know, we're never going to get the legislation we need passed for the environment right. until we can get money out of politics.
0: Absolutely, and it's that way with virtually every issue. And just, just before we go out, a relatively serious question. This is fun. Stamping money is fun. Ice cream, of course, is tremendous fun. Um, a serious question. How endangered, Ben Cohen, do you think our Republican form of government is by the power of money? Not just these various different issues, but our actual Republican form of government, republic meaning of the people. How much danger is
1: I think if we're not able to, to overturn the Supreme Court decision, and I believe our, our democracy, our Republican form of government, as you call it, is is doomed. I think it's all over. I think we're, we're all just going to be pawns of the corporations.
0: And it seems to me back in the 18th century, uh, part of the rebellion creating this country was we want to be self-government. We've seen feudalism. We've seen government of, by, and for the very wealthy, by the, the royalty. We don't want that. We want to have a democracy. We, we believe we can govern ourselves. And, boy, we've come a long way away from that and slipped a lot back toward uh, the ancient uh, system of feudalism. But... We can't give up. Some people have given up. They feel like we don't have any power, and that's exactly what the top 1% wants us to believe. They want us to believe that we are powerless, but we are not powerless. There's this wonderful thing that we've been talking about. StampStampede.org is where you can go to get these stamps, and it sounds like fun, and uh, we can actually make a difference. So the website, again, is StampStampede.org. That's right? Yep. Thank you so much for being with us. And uh, again, if you heard before, uh, the first hundred people to uh, to order the stamp get a coupon for a free pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And boy, they got some great flavors, as we all know. It's, it's a wonderful brand as well. Thank you so much for being with us, Ben Cohen.
1: All right, take care. Good you, talking to you, Bert.
0: You too. And this is a little song about uh, ice cream cakes featuring Jeff Beck.